Chapter 5. The Disappearing Bottle It was about three weeks after this that several of Class 3 went to see a film about Superman. The best bit, said Jodie to Pete and Thomas, was when he flew right over those tall buildings. I'd love to be able to fly like that. Do you think people ever can? I shouldn't have thought so, said Pete. But you could ask Mr Magic. I'm sure he'd know. So, when Class 3 were beginning their next lesson, Jodie did ask him, Mr. Magic, can you really fly like Superman? Mr. Magica smiled at her over his glasses. If you mean me, then certainly not. I'm too old for such things, but someone a bit younger could manage it with a little help. Do you mean a little magic? asked Jodie. Mr. Magica nodded. Rubbish, shouted Hamish Bigmore. You couldn't make anyone fly, Mr. Magic no one could. It's scientifically impossible. Since the business of the frog, Hamish Bigmore had been behaving worse than ever. Obviously, he thought Mr. Majika wouldn't dare to do anything else to him. Mr. Majika sighed wearily. It's not rubbish, Hamish Bigmore, but I don't intend to waste my time showing you. Oh, do, oh, do, please do, said Jodie. And soon there was a chorus of, yeah, do, yes, do, Mr. Magic. Couldn't you just, just, just. Just, just, just once. Of course he can't, sneered Hamish Bigmore. Very well then, snapped Mr. Magica. Just to prove to Hamish Bigmore that he is wrong, I will. But it will have to wait until tomorrow when I can bring in the potion. Everyone fell silent, wondering what the potion was. When the next day came, Mr. Magica at first seemed to at first have forgotten all about his promise, for he said nothing about it. At last Jodie asked him, Did you bring the flying potion, Mr Magic? Mr Magica frowned. Well, yes I did, but I really think the whole idea is a mistake. I'd much rather we forgot about it. These things have a way of getting out of hand. There you are, jeered Hamish Brigmore. I told you he couldn't do it. Oh really, Hamish Brigmore? You're enough to drive the patience of a witch's broomstick, grumbled Mr. Magica. I suppose I'll have to do it just to keep you quiet. Do what? Mr. M Magic asked Thomas. Why, give you all some of the flying potion, said Mr. Magica. There was a happy uproar. What, all of us? asked Pete. Are you going to be able to make us all fly? Well, it'll have to be all or none, answered Mr. Magica. Can you imagine how jealous everyone would be if I only let one or two of you do it? But it won't be proper flying, mind, just a little hover in the air. The potion is far too precious to be wasted. Class 3 tried to make him change his mind and allow them to fly properly, but he wouldn't. So, in the end, they queued up and were each given a very, very small spoonful by Mr. Majika. It was green and sticky and tasted rather like a nice cough mixture. Only Hamish Bigmore refused to have any. He said the whole idea was silly. As soon as they had taken it, Class 3 began to jump up and down in the hope of taking off into the air. But nothing happened. They were all dreadfully disappointed. There you are, sne sneered Hamish Bigmore. I told you so. It doesn't work. Oh, but it does, said Mr Majika. I forgot to tell you that it takes exactly half an hour before anything happens, so we must get on with the lesson. For the next half an hour, and then, and then, and then we'll, we'll see. 
It was a very long, slow half hour. And even when it ended, nothing happened to Class 3. What's going wrong? said Jodie. And as she asked Mr Majika, Nothing, answered Mr Majika, smiling. You can't just sit there and expect to fly without doing anything. Do you mean we should wave our arms or something? asked Pete. Mr Majika shook his head. No, my friend. The secret is to think about flying. If the notion of flying comes into your head, then hey presto. I'm thinking hard about it, said Jodie. I'm thinking about floating up in the air from my desk and oh, oh. Suddenly, she found herself doing just that. In a moment, they were all doing it. It was a very peculiar feeling. You simply had to think about leaving the ground, and you did. What's more, once you were in the air, if you thought about, say, spinning round like a top, you found yourself doing it. Pete said, I'm going to think about floating across the room to the door. And there he was, doing just that. The only thing that had disappointed them was that they were never far from the floor. Can't you just let us go higher? They pleaded with Mr Majika. He shook his head. Too risky, he said. You might bump your heads on the ceiling or do all kinds of dreadful things. And anyway, I want to save my precious flying potion. It always wears off in half an hour, however much you take. So it would just be an awful waste to give you lots of it. Alas, it did wear off in half an hour. To everyone's regret, and all too soon, they were down on the ground again, quite unable to float, however much they thought about it. Well, my friends, said Mr Majika, I hope you enjoyed that. And he turned to Hamish Bigmore, who had been sitting watching everyone else float through the air. I hope you believe me now. Oh yes, Mr Magic, answered Hamish, with a rather peculiar smile on his face. Very good. Well then, let me put the potion away and we can get on with our proper lessons, which today... He stopped suddenly. What's happened to the potion? He said. The bottle had vanished. Where is the potion? Said Mr Majika again in an anxious voice. It was on my desk. Someone has picked it up and hidden it. Will it please return at once? No one said anything. Mr Majika turned to Hamish Bigmore. Hamish? He said, somehow I have a feeling that you are behind this. Hamish Bigmore shook his head. Oh no, Mr Majika, he said sweetly. Why should I do a thing like that? Mr Majika looked at him steadily. Turn out your pockets, he said to Hamish. But the bottle wasn't in Hamish's pockets. After that, Mr Majika searched everyone in class three, saying as he did so, Oh dear, I knew I shouldn't have brought the potion to school. One of you has played a wretched trick on me, and it's quite unfair. Perhaps, perhaps, suggested Hamish Bigmore, the bottle itself can fly, and it's flown away. He laughed uproariously, but Mr Majika was not amused. Nowhere could the bottle be found. And by the end of the school day, Mr Majika was looking very worried and very cross. I'm sure it is Hamish, said Pete to Thomas. He had something tucked away under his coat when we left the classroom. Well, said Thomas, I'm sure we'll find out who's got it. Whoever they are, they're bound to start flying pretty soon. Chapter 6. Mr Potter goes for a spin. But no one did. Days went by, 
then several weeks, and nothing peculiar happened in Class 3. After a time, Mr. Majika, who at first had continued to look very worried and cross, stopped seeming to be so unhappy about the loss of his potion. Eventually, he seemed to have forgotten all about it. The weather gradually began to warm up. One morning, about two weeks before the end of term, it was so hot that Mr. Majika opened the windows in Class 3. For some reason, Hamish Bigmore seemed very pleased at this, though no one could make out why. Mr. Majika was in charge of the school dinner that day, and he walked up and down between the tables making sure that everyone was eating tidily and not making a mess. Hamish Bigmore was being unusually nice to him. Oh, Mr. Magic, he kept saying, isn't it a lovely day? I do hope you're feeling well today. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Hamish, said Mr. Majika, obviously pleased that Hamish was being polite. Is there anything I can get you, Hamish? asked, smiling sweetly. I'm sure the dinner ladies would give me a cup of tea for you if, if I asked them nicely. Shall I go to the kitchen and see? Mr. Majika smiled back at Hamish. That's very kind of you, he said. Yes, I would love a cup of tea if they can make me one without too much trouble. And off went Hamish. How silly is this, Mr. Majika? Anyway, a few minutes later, he came back carrying the tea. Here you are, Mr. Magic, he said, still smiling sweetly. I do hope you like it. Thank you, Hamish, said Mr. Majika, putting down his putting down it down on the table to let it cool off before drinking. At this moment, Mr. Potter bustled up. Ah, Majika, I wondered if we could do a bit of a change around this afternoon. I haven't seen much of Class 3 this term, so I'd like to take them after lunch. And you can take Class 4, whom I'd normally be teaching. Will that be all right? Certainly, said Mr. Majika. That's fine, said Mr. Potter. And he was just going when he saw a cup of tea. Ah! he said, rather puzzled. I see the din ladies have left my tea out here today. I always have a cup of tea after lunch, you know. Wakes me up. And with that, he downed the tea in one gulp. Far too much sugar, he hurried back to his office. Hamish Bigmore had gone rather pale. What's the matter? Pete asked him. Hamish said nothing. But a moment later, after Mr Majika had gone off to teach class four, he whispered to Pete, We're for it now. We're really for it. What do you mean? asked Pete. The cup of tea, said Hamish. It was meant for Mr Magic. I know that, said Pete. But I don't think he really minded Mr Potter drinking it. It's not that, said Hamish. There was the flying potion in it. What? shouted Pete. Shh, said Hamish. It meant, I meant it for Mr Magica. I thought I'd get my own back for being turned into a frog, so I hid the flying potion and meant to take make him take and meant to make him drink it all one day when the window was open, and I hoped he'd fly away out of the window and never come back. And now Mr Potter's drunk it instead. Was there a lot in the cup? asked Pete. The whole bottle, said Hamish gloomily. I can't imagine what's going to happen. Pete thought for a few moments and then he said, if odd things start to happen to Mr Potter, we'll all get into trouble. You can be sure of that. And if he finds out that Mr Magic's been flying, 
potion is at the back of it, you can be sure Mr. Magic will lose his job and class three will be given an ordinary teacher instead. Now, that may be what you want, Hamish Bigmore, but the rest of us certainly don't. So I'm going to warn everyone not to pay any attention if Mr. Potter starts to fly. It's the only hope. When Mr. Potter arrived to, cla to, to teach class three 15 minutes later, everyone had been warned. They sat silently at their desks, knowing that something very odd was probably going to happen, but determined not to laugh or to give any other sign that something extraordinary was going on. In fact, for a very long time, nothing happened at all. Mr. Potter began to give them an ordinary boring lesson and the afternoon dragged by as slowly as usual. It takes half an hour to work, Jodie whispered to Thomas. The flying potion, I mean. That the half an hour was up a long time ago, whispered Thomas. I can't think why nothing's happening. I know, whispered Pete. It's because he's not thinking about flying. You've got to think in order to leave the ground. Well, let's hope he doesn't think about it, whispered Pandora. Mr. Potter glanced up irritably. Stop that whispering at the back, he said. Have any of you been listening to me? What have I been talking about, Jodie? There was an awkward silence as Jodie tried to remember what Mr. Potter had been saying. It was something about the wind works, wasn't it? She asked hopefully. Certainly not, spluttered Mr. Puss Potter. I have been giving you a lesson on the force of gravity. Do you know what gravity is? Jodie shook her head. Oh, really, said Mr. Potter. You haven't been listening at all. Gravity is the thing that keeps us all on the ground and stops us from floating up into the air. His voice became a squeak of surprise on those last three words. Into the air! For, as he spoke them, he himself left the floor and began to rise slowly towards the ceiling. There were a few snufflings among class three as they stuffed their handkerchiefs into their mouths to stop themselves laughing. But otherwise, silence. Mr. Potter has stopped rising and was suspended mid-air for about, about four feet from the floor. Eh? He said. Something peculiar seems to have... He looked at class three and class three looked back at him. No one laughed or said anything. Slowly, Mr. Potter came down to the ground. He must have stopped thinking about floating, whispered Jodie. Let's make him talk about something else. That should keep his mind off it. Mr Potter, said Thomas loudly, we don't really want to hear any more about the force of gravity. Why not tell us about the winds instead? Certainly not, said Mr Potter crossly. Kindly attend to the lesson. As I was saying, gravity stops us from floating in the air. Now you may ask how it is that birds manage to fly. Let me tell you. When the birds have their wings, he started to wave his arms and show them what he meant. And as he did so, he rose once more in the end, in the air. At first, he didn't seem to notice and simply went on talking. By moving their wings, he said, birds create a current of air which permits them to fly wherever they want. They can fly to the left. And so saying, Mr. Potter flew across the room or fly to the right. He flew back to his desk, or round and round he circled. And as he said those last words, Mr. Potter slowly circled the room, and then he returned to his desk. He looked puzzled. Uh, he said, I don't know how to put this, boys and girls, but during the last few minutes, while I was talking to you, I had the strange sensation that, that 
that well I was flying like a bird. Did you notice anything, odd boys and girls? Oh no, said Thomas. We didn't see a thing, said Pete. You must have imagined it, said Jodie. Only, said Thomas, we wish you'd stop thinking about it. I mean, talking about it, flying and telling... Tell, please, please tell us about something else. Listen, boy, said Mr Potter crossly. I am going to finish my lesson on the force of gravity and I want no more interruptions from you. Now, you must understand that if it were not for the force of gravity, we couldn't simply walk about on two legs. Why, we'd often find ourselves standing on our heads. And of course, as he said these words, Mr Potter's feet rose a little from the ground and he slowly turned right over in the air, coming to rest standing on his head. There was silence. Are you sure nothing peculiar is happening to me, boys and girls? Came Mr Potter's voice from the floor. Oh, nothing at all, said Pandora Green. You're just standing by your desk as usual. Oh, said Mr Potter. Oh, well, I really ought to go and see a doctor about these funny things that I keep imagining. Still, I must finish the lesson. He cleared his throat. Not only would we often find ourselves standing on our heads, he continued, but without gravity, we could simply float out through any open window, sail up into the sky, and never come back. And of course, exactly as these words left Mr Potter's lips, he left the floor and began to float, still upside down towards the open window. Quick! shouted Pete. Someone shut the window or he'll never be seen again. Everyone made a rush for the window, but just at that moment the bell rang for the end of the afternoon of school, and as it did so, Mr Potter came back to earth with a bump and sat up rubbing his head. Good gracious, he said, what a lot of funny things that I have been imagining. Boys and girls, back to your places. I never said you could go and get... I never said you could go yet. The half's hour's up, whispered Jodie. The flying potion has worn off. Thank goodness for that. The door opened. In came Mr Majika. He was holding something in his hand. I hope they behave themselves, he asked Mr Potter, who nodded rather weakly. That's good, said Mr Majika. I found this in the kitchen. He showed class three what it was in his hand. It was the empty bottle which had contained the flying potion. I just wondered if anyone had been, he said, looking at them meaningfully. Class three shook their heads. Nothing's happened at all, Mr Magic, said Hamish Bigmore firmly. It was just an ordinary lesson. But I think Mr Potter would like a cup of tea to calm his nerves. And no sugar in it this time. Chapter seven. Dental problems. <laughs>